Welcome to the first episode of Sample Size One, a podcast about unrepeatable experiments in music and art. I'm Dave Hillowitz. For the past year, I've been really obsessed with this website called Fiverr.com. That's Fiverr with two R's. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's a website that allows people to buy and sell services for $5. I wanted to give some examples of the kind of services that are offered on Fiverr, but since there are so many, I wasn't sure how to do that. I figured that the easiest way would be for me to just read whatever happens to be advertised on the Fiverr homepage right now. Before I get started, I should say that Fiverr encourages people to write ads for their services in the first person. Okay, here goes. This is what's on the homepage right now. I will record keyboard piano track for your song. I will draw artistic illustration you need. I will do an amazing map. I will be your ideal virtual assistant. I will suggest an Italian name for your business. Okay, you get the idea. The sheer weirdness of having all of these services advertised next to each other is inexplicably intoxicating, and the price only makes the whole thing more appealing. At five bucks, even if you're not happy with the result in the end, you haven't really lost that much. Another benefit of buying things on Fiverr is that, according to the Fiverr Terms of Service, unless the seller explicitly states otherwise in their ad, you own the copyright to anything they produce as part of the job. This makes Fiverr an ideal place for recording artists trying to hire session musicians. And that's where I come in. In this episode, I'm going to be focusing on Fiverr as a home for session musicians. As an experiment, I'm going to take one of my songs and replace every single instrument track with a new track made by a Fiverr session musician. My plan is to keep an audio diary of the process, and then at the end to play you the results of my experiment. Okay, let's get started. April 24th. So the song I've chosen for this project is called I Know a Man. If you're not familiar with it, it's a single my band, Man, Woman, Child, released earlier this year. I'm going to play the full song now. This is actually the last time I'm going to play the whole song until the very end of the episode when, hopefully, I play the Fiverr version. Okay, here it goes. Inside of mine, he's coming in fast. He's hoping to make the 
Okay, so that's the song. By the way, the reason I'm picking a track that I've already recorded is I wanted to go with something that I knew was a workable song. Of course, the downside to that is it's going to be tough for these Fiverr musicians to compete with a version that, for me, is already the definitive one. April 26th. I've decided that I'm going to build my new song in standard rock recording order. First drums, then bass, then guitars, then keyboards, and then finally, when everything else sounds great, vocals. So, starting at the beginning, it's time to find a drummer. I've decided that I only want to work with musicians who have samples of their playing on their profile. And for this particular song, I also don't want a drummer who uses an electronic drum kit. Uh, it was surprisingly hard to find somebody who uses real, actual live acoustic drums. After looking through dozens of profiles, the drummer I ended up choosing is Nicholas Blixt of Sweden. Both his playing and his drum kit sounded like they would work perfectly with the song. So I entered my PayPal details and put in my order. Immediately, Nicholas sent me an introductory message. He thanked me for choosing him and asked that I send him the song I wanted drums for. He also asked that, if possible, I send him a version of my song that included fake drums so he could get an idea of what it is that I wanted. I sent him the tracks. April 27th. I have to admit, I'm both excited and a little bit nervous to hear what Nicholas will do. I usually record my songs completely alone, so it's nice having another person collaborating on a song with me. That being said, Fiverr is such a black box. I put my song in and something else comes out. It's not like having a bandmate at all. I really have no insight into Nicholas's creative process. May 1st. Nicholas's drums came back and they're fantastic. I'm really, really happy with the work he did. I don't know if I misread his ad or what, but I hadn't realized he was gonna send me six different mic tracks. Quick aside for those who don't record drums because drum kits are actually made up of a lot of different instruments. It's common to record them with anywhere from six to 12 microphones simultaneously. Uh, the more microphones you have, the more flexibility you have later on when you're mixing the drums. So anyway, the second I got the drum tracks back, I spent like five hours mixing them. Uh, before I play them for you, I'm gonna play for you a little snippet of what the song sounded like before, and then we can compare it with what it sounds like now. So here are the original drums. And here are Nicholas's drums. And now with the rest of the music. Not bad, huh? May 2nd. Round two. Time to choose a bassist. So, there are a lot of people on Fiverr who will play bass for you. I watched videos for about 20 of them. At one point, I had settled on a really intense-looking teenager from Bulgaria. But then when I looked at the terms of his listing, it seemed that $5 would only get you an MP3 version of your bass part. If you wanted an uncompressed WAV file, you'd have to pay $5 more. This was a deal-breaker for me, since I know I'm going to want that uncompressed file. And part of the purpose of this project is to see exactly what I can get for $5. Finally, I settled on a man named Jerome Parker Wells. He has a phenomenal number of positive reviews on Fiverr. To give you a sense of things, most Fiverr bassists have between 10 and 20 reviews. Jerome has over 400. Beyond that, I did some Wikipedia research on the man, and it seems that he's actually an accomplished avant-garde jazz bassist in his own right. So the decision was actually really, really easy. Plus, his promo video is really convincing. Hi, it's me. I'm Jerome Parker Wells, and I'm ready to do a Fiverr gig for you. Send me a WAV file of your song. 
send you back a WAV file of a baseline for it. It's that simple. Five dollars. May 5th. So Jerome just got back to me with a bass track and it's exactly what I'd hoped for. It's solid, it's restrained, it follows the chords of the song. Um, and probably most importantly, it fits with Nicholas's drums like perfectly. Here's what the old bass sounded like. And here's what the new bass sounds like. Yeah, they um, sound identical. In fact, the new bass is so similar to the old bass that I had to double check three times to make sure I'd pulled in the right file. I'm just now looking at Jerome's Fiverr profile again, and he's listed as living in Sweden, which is funny because Nicholas Blix, the drummer I had picked, was also in Sweden. I'm beginning to wonder what would happen if I did this entire project and only worked with people from Sweden. Might limit my options, though. May 6th, choosing a guitarist. Finding a good guitarist is harder than you'd think. There are a million profiles for guitarists, but they all want to play solos. They're all in it for the glory. Which is a bit frustrating because the real core of the song is actually the rhythm guitar. After a lot of searching, I decided to go with Stephen K. Donnelly of 10 Volt Audio. I haven't actually heard his guitar playing, but he seems to work out of a really nice studio and the photos of the space he records in inspire a ton of confidence. May 11th. I've just gotten the acoustic guitars back and uh, Stephen really went the extra mile. He sent me not one or two takes as he had promised, but six different versions of the guitars. Of course, that means we now have a lot of decisions to make. I'm gonna play three different options and I'm gonna play these clips with vocals, mostly because I'm trying to make sure that the guitar part we choose doesn't step all over the vocal melody. Okay, so here's the first one. I know Okay, that was the first one. Now here's the second one. I know a man, a most ordinary man. Also can see him walk, talking on the phone. And finally, the last guitar track. I know a man, a most ordinary man. Also can see him walk. Okay, so. I'm going to make the easy decision first. I'm ruling out the first one. It's just a bit too abrasive. So that leaves us with versions two and three. I like version two a lot, but I think that version three works best with the vocal melody. I'm going to go with that one. For the people listening along, I hope that you guys think I made the right choice here. You know when you're watching House Hunters and you know that the whole thing is a setup and that the people actually own one of the three houses before filming even started, but somehow it still seems like they chose the wrong house. I hope this isn't like that. I should mention that Stephen also wrote me this really nice note expressing his enthusiasm for the song, something which I um, really appreciated. The feeling you get knowing that a stranger is making something expressly for you is really cool, but it's also a little uncomfortable. Unless you're an egomaniac, I think it's impossible to do a project like this and not think, oh God, what if they don't like my song? Getting a note like Steven's really put me at ease. Anyway, back to the song. May 12th. 
Well, right now this song still sounds very, very recognizably like my original version. I think the next phase is going to change all that. It's time to pick a pianist. The reason I think this step is going to be so transformative is because I'm not planning to give Jesse Miller, the pianist I've chosen, any guidance whatsoever on how he should do this. The original song had pianos, but they were kind of this weird secondary instrument in the chorus. Here's what the original sampled parts sound like on their own. And here it is with the music. Of course, Jesse's never going to hear any of this because I don't want to prejudice him. We're just going to have to see what he comes up with on his own. May 21st. The piano tracks have arrived, and I have to say, Jesse is such a talented pianist. He's included so many fills and flourishes, the kind of stuff that I, as a non-piano player, would never have come up with. He has a great sense of dynamics, too. And you can feel him get more and more intense as we go from the verse into the chorus, and then later from the chorus into the bridge. What he's put together are almost like piano ballad-style arrangements. Obviously, that's pretty far removed from my original vision for the song, and quite different from my own aesthetics, actually. But that's sort of the point of this experiment, to see what somebody else would do with my song. Here's what the pianos sound like on their own. I'm playing these on their own first because you can't hear them that well when they're combined with the music. And here they are with the music. While I was adding his tracks to the song, I made a neat discovery. If I take the bit that he recorded for during the second verse and I pitch bend it up an octave, it sounds amazing. Check it out. All in all, I'm really happy with the way this track is coming out. June 28th. So, if you've been paying attention to the dates at all, you may have noticed that more than a month has passed since my last diary entry. The reason for this is that I've been having a surprisingly tough time getting vocals done for this song. There have been so many roadblocks. First, just finding a vocalist is surprisingly difficult. Many vocalists don't seem to provide any kind of audio sample of what their voices sound like, which to me seems totally insane. How's one supposed to choose? Others only do American Idol style music, or they only do screamo. Still more want to write a whole new melody for your song, which is actually kind of cool, but not what I'm looking for right now. Almost all of these issues pale in comparison with the big problem, though, which is that the vast majority of Fiverr vocalists will only sing 30 seconds of your song for five bucks. If you want them to sing the full song, you have to pay anywhere from 10 to $50. While those rates are still very cheap by normal session musician standards, paying more than five bucks would violate the ground rules I had set out at the start of this project. The price thing is so weird, too, because the people who played all of the other instruments were perfectly willing to do an entire track for five bucks. I guess it's more of a seller's market for vocalists. So anyway, after browsing profiles for weeks, I finally found a teenager who would, in fact, sing a full song for $5. There were no audio samples on his profile, no reviews, not much information at all, actually, but I decided to go with him anyway. After a week, he sent me back his vocal takes, along with the disclaimer that he found the song to be a bit out of his range. I listened to them, and I immediately heard what he meant. 
Since I have no desire to embarrass anyone publicly, and especially since the singer in question is a teenager, I've decided I'm not going to share his take with you. He gave it an honest shot, and I appreciate that. Okay, so there is a lesson in all of this. To all of you Fiverr vocalists out there, you might consider listing your vocal range in your ad so this kind of thing doesn't happen to you. Or better still, sing your vocal range so we can also know what you sound like. Okay, so at this point, I reached out to a second vocalist, a young woman with a sweet, folky voice. Unfortunately, after I paid my five bucks and waited two weeks, she never responded. Kind of a bummer. For what it's worth, when that happens, Fiverr does refund your money automatically. So finally, here we are. It's June 28th. I'm feeling good about this one. Third time's a charm, right? We'll see. I've now come across a woman named Krina Dean. She's part of a musical duo called The OK Team. At this point, I've listened to a ton of samples of her work, and I feel comfortable saying that she's a great vocalist. Here's a sample. If love is my choice, then I choice. must put up this fire. I'm in love. You're Plus, because most of the songs that she works with seem to be more in the hip-hop, R&B vein, I think her participation on the track will breathe new life into the song. July 3rd. Krina hasn't gotten back to me with vocals yet. I was bored, so I ordered a bonus instrument track, a penny whistle player. Yeah, I, I clearly have a problem. July 5th. So, Daniel ML the man who is playing Penny Whistle, just got back to me with his work. It's phenomenal, and it's completely different than what I had imagined. For some reason, I was picturing something that sounded like a gag instrument on a psychedelic record. Picture like when the Rolling Stones bust out kazoos on Cool, Calm, and Collected. That's what I was thinking this would sound like, kind of just a weird novelty throwaway instrument. Daniel's playing adds an unexpected depth to the bridge section. Here's what his take sounds like with music. I've pitch-bent his take so that we get both an octave below what he played and the take he played. July 14th, Bastille Day. Krina just sent me her vocals, and I'm really happy with the way they came out. Not only did she put a ton of emotion into the lead, but she even threw in some backing vocals as well. I'm especially happy with the way she belted out the second chorus. So here we are, the moment of truth. With the vocals popped into the mix, the final piece of the puzzle's in place. I'm about to play for you the final full version of the Fiverr edition of this song. Not a note of this was played by me or by anyone I know outside of the internet. Are you ready? Here goes. Folks, like- 
Okay, so there's the song. I have to admit, listening to that was kind of a weird experience for me. It sounds like my song, but it also kind of doesn't. Making music is like any other art project. The end result is the product of thousands of tiny little creative decisions. When I first wrote this song, I wanted it to be my take on a psychedelic pop song from the 60s. And when I recorded my version, all of my decisions were in the service of that vision. I guess I sort of set myself up for feeling this way. Essentially, this experiment has consisted of me watching as each little decision I had made in that original version was systematically thrown out and replaced with a new idea. Some of the new ideas are great, but when you put them all together, the whole thing kind of sounds like the average of all musical taste. Almost like a really competent bar band decided to cover my song. That being said, this has been a really fun experience. Receiving these tracks has been like opening a brand new Christmas present every single week. Throughout this experiment, I sort of feel like I've been playing telephone with my own song. There's a small part of me that wants to start the whole thing over again, but using this version of the song as the starting point. I could take out the drums, send it to a new drummer, do the same thing for the bass, the guitars, and at the end, I could start the whole process over again. There's actually a philosophical thought experiment that describes just this sort of situation. It appears in a bunch of places, but the most famous version comes from the classical Greek historian Plutarch. Specifically, in his Life of Theseus, Plutarch gives an account of how Theseus's ship was maintained over a long period of time, such that whenever one of the boards was decayed, it got replaced by fresh wood. Eventually, none of the original pieces of the ship remained. So the question is, once every part of the original ship has been replaced, is it even still the same ship anymore? I feel like I've done something sort of like that with this project. How many iterations do you think it would take before it didn't even sound like my song anymore? What if I just repeated this over and over again for the rest of my life? Of course, I probably should go cold turkey on Fiverr for the time being. All of these $5 charges are really starting to add up. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. The full list of musicians who performed on this song are vocals, Karina Dean, Brooklyn, New York, drums, Nicholas Blix, Sweden, bass, Jerome Parker Wells, also Sweden, guitars, Stephen K. Donnelly, Ottawa, Canada, pianos, Jesse Miller, Modesto, California, and last but not least, Penny Whistle, Daniel ML, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the song was written by yours truly, David, from the band Man, Woman, Child. If you'd like to hear some of our other non-Fiverr-related music, head over to manwomanchild.org. A lot of our recent tracks are available as free downloads there. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to this podcast. That's sample size one. And if you really want to make my day, rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>